Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your co-host, Leanine Heiss, and we are so glad you're here today. For the last nine weeks, we've been bringing you episodes to equip and inspire you as you share the love of Jesus with the kids in your life. A big thank you to those of you who are leaving reviews for this show and sharing episodes with your friends. We want believers everywhere to hear just how easy it is to teach and talk about biblical truth with the kids in your life. Today's episode will be a huge encouragement to you, one we hope you'll share. I'm joined again by Bible to Schools Executive Director, my good friend, Corey Pennypacker. And we're talking about building a healthy adult support system around the kids in your life. I bet you will find an action step that you can take right away. I know I did. Now, let's welcome Corey to the show. Well, Corey Pennypacker, welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Thank you, Lee. It's so great to be with you today. We have some good stuff to talk about. Well, I can't wait to get started because you talking about this and praying about this episode, and I feel like it's really, really important. And you friends on the other side of these earbuds probably know that we are facing statistics that say that our Christian kids, when they go off to college, dump off into this abyss and their faith seems to be a washout. And that's that's what we're looking at. But Corey, you and I believe that God can do a work in those kids' lives and that that doesn't have to be the case, right? No, that doesn't have to be the case. And it is something that every parent gets concerned about, whether you have small children or, or you get to middle school or you get to high school and then especially going off to college. I have a lot of friends saying goodbye to their kids and you being one of them taking your child to college. And are they going to have that foundation? Are they going to stick with their faith? Are they going to fall off the grid? Are they going to are they going to cling to their faith? Or are they going to abandon their faith? And it, statistics show that they are abandoning their faith right now. So that's something that we want to change here. It is something that we want to change. And what we want to remind everybody is that as parents, we don't get to make that decision for our kids. We can only really be in control, Corey, of what we do and how we respond. So I think that's so good for everybody to just take themselves off the proverbial hook and let's operate not in a spirit of fear, but in a place of proactiveness and faith. Don't you think so? Absolutely. To be a, a parent, you want to put healthy people around your children because different stages of different seasons they're looking to other people for to take their cues. And so you want to make sure that that early on, you already have those healthy relationships started with other adults in their life, um, Sunday school teachers, leaders, friends, even friends uh, uh, of the family. But it's, it's really important 
to have them surrounded. And, and you have some statistics on that, right, Lee, about, about healthy relationships around children? Oh, I think that's great because it doesn't all depend on us. And actually, there's a book written by Dr. Kara Powell and Dr. Chap Clark, and it's called Sticky Faith. It is so good, Corey. It's a great resource, but it's ideas to build lasting faith in your kids. So think of the idea of Velcro, basically. That's the imaging that they're Mm. using. What we want to do is be Velcro to our kids in matters of faith, you know, not that they're always stuck to us, but that they're stuck to the Heavenly Father. And so if that's the image that we can work with today is that at the end of this whole thing, we do want them to love the Heavenly Father and as much as possible, love us too. But there's seasons where our kids go in and out of loving us and letting us be the one who impacts them the very most. So there's seasonal aspects of that where there are other voices that are necessary. But anyway, in this book, Sticky Faith, they talk about the importance of having five healthy adult relationships that are not dependent on a parent. And so those could be anyone. You just said that. It could be a Sunday school teacher. It could be a, a somebody in youth group. And Corey, you know for sure, it could be your Bible to school leader, right? Yes. And we, we see that a lot at Bible to school. We sometimes are the only healthy relationship in the child's life. We minister to, if you don't know much about Bible to school, we minister to public school children. It is, you think maybe that it might be hard to be one of these five adults, Lee, but it really isn't that hard. These five adults too, I heard that um, the child's development is described as a three-legged stool. I heard this once in a conference that there's, there's an emotional leg, there's a educational leg, and then there's the spiritual leg. And school takes care of that educational and social emotional kind of thing, mainly in their bulk of their week. But spiritually, you know, there, there's a leg that, that needs to have some strength to it, that needs to have some support to it. So so building a healthy support system for children is, is so, so important so that they can thrive and they can be successful in life. And you can't, can't forget about that third leg. So, Corey, let's frame this conversation this way. Let's say that we're having a conversation with somebody who isn't a child's parent because parents are involved in all three legs of that stool naturally. Like, we are always involved in overseeing their educational care. Ultimately, we're helping them make decisions about schooling and we're in charge of being aware of their emotional needs and helping make sure that they're emotionally healthy. And of course, we're involved in their spiritual life. So let's take parent out of the process for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of course, you want to be right. one of those people, but let's take it outside of that context for right now and make it being a healthy and positive spiritual influence in a child's life, just so that we have a baseline. Sure. Sure. And a lot of people think, well, how would you do that? And how, why would you say that it's, it's not that hard? I have three ways to do that. Three kind of things you need to do that we've seen through Bible to school that our small group leaders do. And we see really great reactions and connections happening and children blossoming because of that. The first one, Lee, is prayer. Committing to pray for a child in your circle of influence, God lays on your heart is really, really important. But also 
when you're with that child, them seeing you pray. So prayer, you know, when you're not with them, prayer when you're with them, but slowing down and listening to what are their prayer requests? Mm. What what is on their mind? We talk a lot about personalizing it for the child. But also then once you're talking about prayer requests, follow up. Did God answer the prayer? How did God answer that prayer? And then talk to them with confidence. I love telling kids that, man, God's got this. Don't worry. God's got this. And when they hear you pray for them and stop and pray uh, for their protection, for what they just told you, they just really have a confidence with you. It strengthens them just like adults when when other adults pray with each other. So uh, that prayer part uh, of a speaking positively into children's lives, that that is a huge, huge factor. The second thing, Lee, is something very simple. It's just be present. And I know we talk about that with being a mom and, and, and dad and, and they're, everybody's so busy all the time. If you are, are, you have to intentionally be present with nephews and nieces and actually, you know, volunteer for that Sunday school class and, and get there on Sundays to do it. Not only be present physically in their lives, but back to that listening, focus on what they have to say, make them feel that you are listening, feel, feel valued. I don't know if you've, you've experienced that as well with kids in your life, Lee, that you just start listening to them and they just perk up and they're, they're so excited that somebody's listening to them. I think it's so good. I love when you get a chance to get down on a kid's level especially younger kids. So making sure that we're making eye contact, sitting down on a stool beside them so they don't have to look up. It just, it helps so much. And then a a lot of times with kids, you may not even follow their train of thought, but as much as possible, asking good questions about what they just told you. And, And so it's always just adding on a little bit more. And when they know that you're interested in them, Boy, that changes everything. I love the power of presence that we're talking about right now because it's just so rich and not really valued in our culture as much anymore. And boy, it's as powerful as ever. Yeah, we had a a little girl who was going through something traumatic at home in our Bible school group. And uh, she had shared her her prayer requests with her leader. She felt that comfortable with them to do that. And they prayed protection around her. And she heard that. And, you know, they had their hand on her shoulder, the shoulder, and they, you know, they prayed through that. And then she came back the next week and she shared with her group. She said, I could feel God's protection. I mean, that was huge that, that she connected the two, that that adult was aware enough to stop everything, listen to this girl, pray through this with this girl. And like I said, be present with them. Well, Corey, I think this is so funny, but 22 years ago, I was working in youth ministry for the first time in a church. And yesterday I got a Facebook message from a boy that was 16 at the time. And I was just one of the youth leaders. I wasn't very involved, but Corey, it's just crazy. Listen to what he says. Not sure why you chose to take the time all those years ago to breathe God's truth into the souls of some youth, but I'm so very glad that I had you by my side at that point in my life. Just want Mm. to say thank you. Corey, I never would have said he was in the top 100 students I impacted. 
there. I mean, like his name came up past and I was like, oh, I remember him. And I would never have said he's somebody that I would have had a deep and lasting legacy with. It was just being there, just being there. I had no idea how much it meant. And I know that's what you're talking about. Yeah, this is something that people kind of overlook that your presence as an adult paying attention to to a child means so much. Even you can even go like said above and beyond that is we always talk about God being in the details. My son is very good at this and he knows I love a certain kind of candy bar and he will go out and buy it and just surprise me with it. Just something like as little as that listening to children or, or we had a leader that, that knew that a little girl loved purple. And so she brought stickers in that were purple for her. And that just makes you feel so valued, so loved and, and so seen like they're seen by people, but they're also seen by God. The other thing I, I wanted to share with you, Lee, that is in our listeners is how important the positive, I call it the positive pump. That is, they affirm them. You make sure you know you, you're you excited about them, what they're doing. So when they tell you something, you give, them, you give them a fist pump. You give them a high five. That affirmation, that quick pat on the shoulder, that elbow bump just lifts children so high. And great, t- I don't, some of them don't even hear that they, they're doing a great job. And you, you need to know it. And, and so that is another way to spiritually have an impact on them, especially if you're seeing them doing something with their faith. Like that is something that they they need to know. These seem so logical, you know, praying and and being present and making sure you're giving a positive pump to them. But let me tell you, there was a little girl that we had at Bible to school whose mom was in jail and she was really, we would call her quote unquote active. She was very active. <laughs> it's kind of difficult to handle in the chat. You know, you've used that word before. It's difficult to handle in the classroom. One day, this is kind of wild. She was uh, acting out and she stood up on a chair and she turned and jumped into her small group leader's arms, like out of, out of nowhere. The leader was surprised. She caught the girl uh, and she just for a minute, she just held the little girl just for a moment. And the little girl clung on to her and said to her, I mean, through tears and said, this feels so good. I haven't been held like this in a long, long time. So sometimes that positive interaction, that physical touch, that, that pump or whatever, appropriate, of course, but that children need that from other adults. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Will you pray with me? Sometimes I say bad words. Such a simple request with such depth surrounding it. At Bible to School, one of our core values is to create a safe environment, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. This child's question indicates they feel loved, they feel safe, and that they trust the adults sitting at the table with them. The Holy Spirit can work within that trusted relationship to bring about forgiveness for sin, nurture a growing faith, and restore that child and heal them. We are so thankful and blessed when faithful adults invest in the lives of our children. That seemingly small investment, it truly makes an eternal difference. Corey, you and I know it's hard to be a parent today. And what I love about the idea of having five positive adults is that these are our kids. 
It isn't just mm-hmm. a mom and dad's kid who's going off to college at the end of the day and making their faith their own. These are our kids. And I know that's something that you really have a heart for is recognizing that all of these kids belong to us. They do. They do. And, and to make a connection with them, take the time to make a connection with them. It's, it's so little to us, but it's so big to them. If you want to make a big impact in a child's life, recognize them, talk to them, pray with them, affirm them, affirm them in what they're doing and who they are. Like, they're just like everybody else getting bombarded with the world. <laughs> And they need our uplifting. But I had a story that I had to laugh. There was one small group leader we had who was really like fist pumped everybody. I mean, everywhere they were, these kids, I mean, kids, he's like the the, kids followed him around basically. But one thing he did when he was getting to know the kids for the first time, and I witnessed this, is that he, there were second graders that he was teaching and he brought in his second grade picture and showed it in front of the class. And the kids, the the laughter, the, oh, wow, that was you, you know, oh my goodness. Like you were a second grader. That is one very easy way to connect with children. If you have a picture of yourself when you were their age, or they're like, wow, you really, no, my kids are like, mom, you really were that young one time, you know? But that's a a, a common denominator. Uh, We all were in second grade at one time. Or, or whatever grade it was. And to connect with that in that way, he was somebody, a really special teacher that I really enjoyed watching with the children. And I learned a lot from him. But the other thing about him in his group is that they, the children then would go to him with deep questions. So mm-hmm. you, you kind of earn that right to be the person they go to. And they would ask him the tough questions, the spirit, the t- their spiritual questions. And you know, where did I come from? What's my purpose? My grandmother died. What, what does that mean? What happens now? So he was the one they went to all because he was fist pumping them and showing him his, you know, polyester shirt and his, you know, no front teeth in his, <laughs> in his second grade picture. I love that. So we have prayer, presence, positive pump. And Corey, the last idea that we want to throw out there for people is a place is to be a safe place for kids. Right. That leads you to a safe place uh, for children to ask. Uh, Sometimes kids do not want to ask their parents those questions. It's not comfortable for them or they they might feel it's not a smart question. They don't want to don't want to disappoint a parent or something. They don't know something or. But if you are just somebody like, hey, you know, I had that question, too, or I have a lot of questions. What do you have any questions? And even even prompting some of those things and even maybe saying, telling them what your questions were as a kid. You know, I, I had no idea why this, why was the sky blue? Why did God paint it blue? I have no idea why. And, and, and just different things like that, that can start conversations and be that place, that safe place that they know they can come and ask questions to. I mean, they're on a journey. They're wanting to learn and they're learning from you all the time. Well, Corey, I just think it's such a gift to parents to have adults who are willing to be one of their kids' healthy relationships, to be one of those people that's willing to say, you know what, I'll be in your kid's safety net of five people that are having healthy relationship with their kids. And so as a parent listening, I would just challenge us to look for healthy people 
that you want to build yes. into your kids, don't you think? Absolutely, yes. I one I can share a personal story. When my children were in high school, they had had several healthy adults around them, and I had one of my three boys ended up going to the emergency room for, and we, there was a hospitalization. He had he had some medical issues for a little while. And so my other two at home were kind of being cared for by other people. But some challenges came up and, in, in you know, high school, high school, some challenges would come up and we weren't available. And these people in the, those five healthy people really helped them work through this one. My one shot, my oldest worked through something that I wasn't even available for. And it meant so much to me, but they invested in them early on when they were in second, third, fourth grade. And so they were a safe place for them. And so I was so thankful as a parent, I, I still thank them to this day. And my children are all, some of them are married now. And I still thank them for being that healthy place for my child to go for that support system. So yeah, as parents, we intentionally seeking that out, Lee, is important. And being that person is so, so valuable. And it doesn't take much effort at all. No. And so we just want to encourage our friends that are listening. Well, first of all, thank you for being willing to invest in the life of children or they wouldn't have listened this long. Right, yes. Corey? Yes. Thank you. I know people have kids in their lives right now. They're even it's in their mind. They're thinking of that. I want to do this and I want to do that with them now. I love that so much. The, the other thing I want to say is if you're a parent right now and you're listening, one of the things that Mike and I do quarterly is that we have a set of questions that we ask one another and we sit down and we review. But one of them is, who is in my child's life right now that they're listening to that's not me? So who are the safe adults? And go ahead and ask, do I have those? And if not, it's probably time to look around and start trying to bring some of those people in. But another way to do this, Corey, that I've done with my kids is say, who is somebody that you trust right now? Who's, who do you want your person to be? This happens whenever mm -hmm. I leave town, I say, so if there is an emergency while mom's out of town, who do you want your person to be? And that boy, mm -hmm. that gives you a clue into who has a window into their heart right now. Oh, that's a great test. I really like that a lot. Wow. Some of my kids though would say, Hey, who's the one that, that took me for a, a, a ice cream cone or something like that. But Hey, that, that works too. Hey, that's <laughs> a starting place. All we really want to know is who do our kids think those people are and who really should they be and who can we encourage to step in? And so, Corey, I think today has been a really, really important conversation for us about building healthy relationships. And I just wonder if you could pray for us that that we would be equipped to be that, whether that's for our kids, a healthy relationship or whether that's the in the lives of the kids that God's bringing us right now. Yes, I would love to do that. Thank you. Father God, Lord, I lift up children in our lives that we have in our circle of influence, nieces and nephews and uh, children uh, from the playground of our, with our kids, our, our kids' friends, Lord. Just help us to pray for them. Help us to be present in their lives. Help us to know, take that extra time and listen when they're talking. Even if they're getting drowned out by all the other kids, to take the time to stop and say, can you tell me that again, Lord? Uh, can you tell it to me? Can I listen to you? Lord, I, I ask that um, we can take the, the positive pump, that the idea of affirming children around us, even if it takes an extra five seconds, 
just to stop a child running by saying, hey, I really like the way you shared things with that other child over there, just so that we can call out good stuff on them and say, great job and way to go. Lord, I I thank you that uh, many of the adults listening today are a, a safe place for children. Or they, or they could be a safe place for children. Or they have a, and place a desire in their hearts to be intentional about that. And uh, because they are all our children, Lord, they're all your children. And so we lift up these children. We lift up these adults. And we ask you to help us build healthy systems, healthy relationships, uh, so that we can support our children and their families. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, I'm so grateful that godly people are investing in the lives of my kids. It really does take a village to raise kids who know and love Jesus. Thank you, friends, for being the caliber of person who sees children as important and worth investing in. We're so grateful for you. You can find our show notes on our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. Have you felt God tugging at your heartstrings like a grandma we talked to this week? She's interested in bringing a Bible to school hour to her grandkids' school. Are you interested in how that works and if Bible to school could be a good fit for your kids' school? Go ahead and jump on our website to contact us and learn more. Okay. Join us next week and we'll be back talking about friendships and school sports. You won't want to miss it. See you next time.